broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Damn, man, that's a bunch of new music up in here. Is this uh, pentatonics or whatever? <laughs> Honestly, it's just generic, so kind of. So it's probably pentatonics. Like, Brett, these aren't even instruments. These are people's voices right now. They're incredible, aren't they? They're, some would call them the best. You said this time of year is okay for them, I thought. I, I Listen, I, I didn't say that. I said they come out this time of year. Oh, didn't true. say it was okay. Okay. Uh, well, tough. Deal with it. I, little Christmas hey, music. I am. <laughs> this is what I'm doing right now. This is me dealing with it. Brett Martin, along with former Jags player Austin Lane, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Glad to have you along uh, here on a Wednesday, which is essentially like a Friday, Christmas Eve. Christmas will be off uh, the next couple of days, and uh, we're talking about a lot of different things. And one of the things I think that's got lost this week is is James Robinson not making the Pro Bowl. We discussed it a bit, and I just think it stinks because the guy's been so good. For the Jags this year. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he's an incredible story. And I think James Robinson would probably mean something to him, but he's a humble guy as well. So I don't know if it even bothers him as much as it bothers us. Although, you know, players get mad about it because Ryan Tannehill, I saw him in the in the press mm-hmm. up in Nashville say, you know, I was a little mad about it on Monday night. And then I, well, I moved on. Yeah, know? I mean, let's listen. I think and we're going to talk to somebody here in a second that can tell us more. But I think James Robinson is a very humble individual and a quiet guy. Right. But. He still should be disappointed because at the end of the day, regardless of your personality type, um, it's all about respect, right? And when you make the Pro Bowl, a lot of that is saying with, with the media and obviously your, your peers of, of other players around the league that you've earned their respect. So when James Robinson gets snubbed a little bit, to me, that's a little disrespectful. Yeah, and I think that's the way our next guest saw it as well. Uh, Jaguars running back Chris Thompson joins us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Chris, thanks for taking some time, man. I know it's been uh, kind of a topsy-turvy season for, for everyone in the organization, and especially you and, and ending up uh, on IR. But you've been very vocal on social media. First of all, happy holidays. Hope you and the family are doing oh, well. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Everybody's doing good, man. Good, good. I think the last time, by the way, we talked to you, I believe you had just had a, a, a new baby. How's the baby doing? Yep. Uh, man, she's doing good. She uh, she started walking pretty well pretty early uh, at like 10 months, and now she's kind of at that stage where she's trying to run, and she can't even she can't even move that fast. But um, it's been it's been great, man. She got a birthday coming up uh, on the thirtieth, so uh, just getting ready for that and on top of Christmas. And but everything's been cool. Awesome. Have fun with that. Always puts it in perspective. And happy birthday to her. All right, you tweeted uh, just the other day. James didn't make the Pro Bowl. Uh, man, I don't know what needs to be done. That's beyond getting snubbed. Fourth in the league in scrimmage yards. Y'all suck, whoever y'all are. That's not right. I don't care what anybody says. I'm hurt, bro. That's life-changing, and he got robbed. You went on to say you all don't understand how life-changing making a Pro Bowl is for guys. We appreciate you coming on and talking about this. Um, why do, Why did you feel the need to go on social media? And by the way, you haven't stopped, which I appreciate. I like that. He's consistent. Uh, yeah, you're consistent. And why, why are you almost hurt by the snub of James Robinson? Um... You know, I think for him, uh, like it, it was said before, it, it was it's a respect thing, and I felt like that was that was a bit that was a bit disrespectful. Like he's this guy undrafted, fourth in the league in scrimmage yardage. I think second in in the AFC behind Derrick Henry. 
Um, he he deserves it. This is a guy that didn't get drafted because he wasn't fast enough, because he didn't have good vision, and a bunch of other things that were said about him. And he comes in and proves that he's among the best in his rookie year. And he he's one of those guys like he he came in just quiet, just doesn't say much, um, and just comes in and does his work every single day. And he's one of those guys. He's his attitude stays the same all the time. Whether you make him mad, whether you make him happy, he stays he stays the same. And he's one of those guys. He's not gonna say anything about it, and just continue to go about his day like. Like he like he does every single day, and he's very humble, very humble guy. And I just felt the need that he's one of, he's one of my guys. I look at these guys like as my little brothers, and I try to help them or do whatever I can with them along the way while I'm with them. For if if it's a you know just one season or multiple seasons, like I want to help these guys out as much as I possibly can. And, and for a guy like that to have the success he's had. It like it hurt me because I mean he's done everything that you can ask of of uh, one a rookie to do. He's done beyond that, but he was an undrafted guy as well. And you know I know fans vote obviously coaches and players as well. The fans they're gonna vote for who they like. That's just reality of it. But then you got the players and coaches. Like how doesn't he get? Mm voted as being one of the top three running backs when you're number two in in your conference in yardage and then you're fourth in the entire league in scrimmage yardage. That it doesn't make sense to me. And nobody's gonna say anything. Obviously Jags fans are gonna be upset. But I felt a player needed to say something and I'm gonna say something about it because I take it to me I take it personal too. It's not even me but it, it it bothers me, and like every single day, it, it bothers me, and it's it's a life changing deal. Um, I'm sorry if y'all got any more questions, but oh no, you're, um, you're good, man. You just keep going. Well, we're here. Yeah, well, you've crafted some, I'm crafted listening, some man. good I'm tweets listening. too. James Rob and yeah. that's yeah. great. <laughs> well, well, no, Chris. I mean, I'm I'll be honest, man. The way that you're speaking about the situation, you know, it's refreshing because. It goes to show you the brotherhood and camaraderie that you find in an NFL locker room. And you're kind of peeling yeah. back the curtain of that a little bit. I remember mm-hmm. back when I played in 2010, 11, and 12, you know, when we would vote for the Pro Bowl, I'll be honest with you, it, it was a it was a crazy process where they would sit us down in one room and we were call, kind of all on the same page of, all right, we have to vote for this guy so our guy gets in. We, we can't vote for this guy, you know. I'm like, we're not going to yeah. vote for our guys in our division. Do you still yep. find that it's like that um, in these Pro Bowl, you know, voting s- situations, or do guys kind of have more of an individual take where you can kind of vote for whoever, or is it still kind of the whole team thing? Um, how it was, as far as I know. Now this year may have been a little different, but in the past, it's been exactly how you said. We go in the room and everybody votes. From there, they give us a list, and you know, you vote on guys mm-hmm. based off that based off that list or whatever. But um, and that's and that's how it, how it goes. From as far as I know, this year they did send us a um, like a link. They text me a link or whatever, and maybe because I wasn't I wasn't in the building, mm. um, 
to be able to vote or whatever, but um, that's it. And so I, like I said, like, so basically it's, if I remember correctly, that if you play whatever conference you played in, you voted on those guys in your conference. So I don't know. I just don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Well, that's that's one part that's kind of beyond me. And sometimes I get it because I'm I'm the guy that will argue still with people to this day that Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the league. I'm I'm that type guy. So I'll you know I kind of stick I'll stick to my gun sometimes with certain guys. That's just that's that's kind of how I am. So maybe that that's what played a part where guys are like, man, this guy been doing it consistently for a couple years, whether two, three, four, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to vote more for him than somebody else. But, I mean, no, I don't know. No, no, but, no, I hear you, Chris. But, like, I, I get what you're saying there. But, like, the issue that I have with James Robinson not making it is that I understand he doesn't play on the most popular team here in Jacksonville. But you still can't deny the stats, right? Like, no disrespect to Josh <laughs> Jacobs – but James Robinson has him beat. So that, that's yeah. where my frustration goes. And then my frustration also stems from the fact that the fans do have a say. Now, I understand. You want to get the fans involved, and that's great. But maybe you can kind of comment on this a little more. But I feel like any time you make a Pro Bowl, that helps out a contract, you know, when you're trying to get a new one. Or even sometimes in contracts, there's escalators where, you know, you get a little bonus there. So it's almost mm-hmm. like you have fans who are fans of these popular teams dictating how much money or how much bonus money these players are making and that's not right in my opinion yep and i agree with you on that that's that's the part that's frustrating and i think something needs to be changed because fans are going to vote for their favorite players like there's going to be there were probably people if i posted something that would have voted for me um you know like they're going to vote for whoever their favorite player is that's what it is but i think it's not fair. Like you gotta go. You have to go off performance and and numbers. Like if you're second in the league behind the guy that's number one in the league in scrimmage yard, or second in your conference behind the number the number one guy that's leading in scrimmage yard, it's like you have to. You can't deny him not making the Pro Bowl. And then when I say it's life changing, this guy was undrafted i don't know you know there's levels of how much money you get when you're undrafted some guys are undrafted and get no signing bonus some you know maybe 10 maybe five thousand something like that but that changes james life completely Mm -hmm. there's things we had as far as like player performance Mm -hmm. that kind of balances out your salary or whatever for undrafted guys and, and rookies and things like that that end up playing more than expect it but you don't get that money now because of uh what's going on with covid and this new cba he won't see that money for four more years wait wait a second and, chris i'm mean, gonna cut you off right there but you're saying that the the player performance bonus that a player would get because of regarding how many games they start of where they were drafted yep. or not drafted he will not see any of that money this year Yes, that no, that's part of the new CBA that wow. guys won't get their player performance for another, th- I think, three or four years, 2023, I believe, or 2024. So you're talking about money that he would see in March. Usually he's not able to get that, which would be a whole lot of money for him because he was undrafted <laughs> and he started in 
basically, I think, probably played more than 85% of the snaps this Heck year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's that's a huge bonus for him. But also, like, you, you're an undrafted Pro Bowl player. You're talking about now off-the-field money that he can be getting or yeah. he would be getting just because he has that Pro Bowl label behind him. And people are like, oh, well, he'll get his in the future. Yeah, that may be true, but every year he may not make the Pro Bowl. If he makes the Pro Bowl as a rookie, that carries on throughout his entire career. If he starts playing bad towards the end of his career, people are still going to be like, all right, well, he was a Pro Bowl guy, so there's something, there's some potential still there. Yeah, it makes and a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. About, yeah, I think about all the, like, the off-season stuff, the sponsorships and all of that, that, that kind of stuff that he missed out on being an undrafted guy that he could now get if he's a Pro Bowl player. That's, that's a whole lot of money yeah. out of your pocket, which... It's not fair, yeah. and he's not going to say anything about it. He's just, uh, it's whatever. It's, I think it's cool that it's you're cool. sticking up for him, by the way, and sharing it and, and, and kind of being his agent on this and his marketing director, and that's, <laughs> I think it is. I, I think it says a lot about your relationship with him and you and, and also James and mm-hmm. what he meant. Um, and by the way, running back position, NFL, which stands for not for long, every year exactly. matters. All of these yeah, things exactly. matter. So uh, if we're, we're with Chris Thompson, Jaguars running back. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I, I do want to ask you this. You were – in Washington uh, with Adrian Peterson, and I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. here and try to compare Adrian Peterson and James Robinson. That's not my question. But my question is, this guy has wowed us. This guy, to be honest with you, and James Robinson is the last few weeks has been the reason we want to watch and see what he does next. Um, yep. how, did you know, like, I mean, did you see this, like, in August? Did, did you know it would be this good? Uh, or has he surprised you, too, with his constant production week in, week out as the workload got heavier and heavier? Because what people don't give him credit for is there was no – once you went down, too, there's nobody really behind him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not giving yeah. the ball to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. much – you know what good is. You watched Adrian Peterson. You've mm-hmm. played in the league a while. Did you think he could be doing this back in August? I thought – I honestly thought he was I, – I knew he was going to be good. Um, I just thought because of, um, I guess his demeanor, which honestly works out, works out for him now, uh, being around him a lot longer, I thought like, uh, he's going to be one of those guys. Like he don't seem like, you know, he just goes about his day every day. Like, you know, it's whatever I'm out here playing football or whatever. He does things, he did things in camp that flash, which is why all the coaches were, you know, excited about him. But then again, they were like, he's he's a rookie, so we don't know if he's going to be able to handle this. Mm. And, you know, I thought like, okay, he's going to have some, some good games, things like that. He even told me like, bro, I I had a, I had a, I think he had a 40-inch vert. He's like, bro, I had a 40-inch vert. Like, I like hurdling over guys. And I laughed at him. I was like, whatever, bro. Like, you're way too big and too short to be hurdling over guys. Like, whatever. And then he gets in the game, and he's doing it, like, consistently. And I knew he could catch. I knew he could catch well, stuff like that. But just some of the catches he's making, like these little one-hand snags and everything, it's 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 crazy to me. I thought I knew he was just gonna have a good season. I didn't think it would be great like this, honestly. That's awesome. So, and so, it's just amazing because he's not coming off the field hardly, especially since I've been out. And 
he's dead tired sometimes, and he's still like grinding it out. And he'll t- I'll talk to him on a Monday, and he's like, "Bro, I was so tired out there." And I'm like, "I know, but you kept grinding it out." And he hasn't broken down either, which is crazy because you know, you know, guys, some some guys hit that wall, and he hasn't. And I, it's just amazing to me to see what, what he's done. And I think for a guy like that, like, I don't want to look at the future. It's right now and what he's doing right now. He needs his flowers and his recognition right now. Um, and that's why it just upset me that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's a, I've asked for a, a number 30 jersey for Christmas, so you're saying that's a good investment. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, one last one. I hope your back's doing well. I know you went on IR after that Green Bay game with the back injury, and and I hope you enjoy the holidays and the family and your and birthday with your with the daughter. Um, you know the conversation going on in Jacksonville right now with all the losses. How, you were in that locker room. You you battled mm-hmm. with those guys for a long time. How much internally would a win mean for the locker room in the last two weeks? Because you know outside noise is, well, just finish the job and go 1-15 and 15 and get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, on the outside, everybody's like, oh, you know, especially fans, like, oh, we need a, a true quarterback. We lose the games. We'll be fine. It's whatever. Get Trevor Lawrence. But as players, we don't think that way. Like, like these guys, it's a, it's a young team, but I like their attitude and their approach to it every single day. Um, guys, we lost all those games, like, before I, I was injured and everything, but they still came working. We had to have a good attitude. I mean, even if we did meetings, and always, they would always do that and, and be fine with, you know, meeting up and just talking about, Frustrations, how guys feeling? We got a bunch, got a bunch of young guys on the team, so a lot of guys don't know how to handle being in situations like this, and you know how to be a pro and how to approach every single day. And it's, it's um, you know, older guys that's helping them. You know, guys like Miles and uh, J Dub that's just just trying to help these help the younger guys know, like how to deal with this situation and then just how to be a pro every single day. And, um, you know, I like it. I like, I like these guys and, and, and it's been a real fun year for me. Um, just, just being with, with them and seeing their attitude, even through this, this tough time, I've had to deal with this before. Um, <clears throat> and the attitude wasn't the same. I would just say that, um, these guys there, it sucks. But I feel like just every day they're handling it and still just trying to work hard and you know put some put some good film on there and try to win a game. Like if if we got a win, it will feel, it will feel good for those guys. Like uh, this young team, like we need it. It's it's, it's necessary. Chris Thompson, we appreciate the time, man. Sorry to keep you so long. Uh, happy holidays. Thanks for the insight on James Robinson and and uh, hey. I don't know how his agent is, his marketing director is, but you'd be a good one for number 30. Without a doubt, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Got me hyped up over here. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, man. You bet. Uh, that's Chris Thompson, Jaguars running back. And, Listen. and good for him. Man. That's pretty cool. A veteran. This is a veteran guy in the NFL now. Yeah. Right, and, and he obviously added some insight that I think you have added before about yeah. the, the winning a game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's pretty cool that he's taken it on. James Robinson didn't ask him to do this. Nobody no. from the Jags asked him to do this. I don't think James Robinson would ask him to do he, this. He didn't ask to come on the show. I, I yeah. asked him. I asked the Jags, like, hey, I, it'd be cool to get Chris on, get the perspective on why he's every day going to. And, and I think he gave good perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, my biggest takeaway, though, which I had no idea, is that James Robinson won't be getting his player performance bonus, which like, is what insane. kind of money are we talking? I mean, it would be a lot more than what I was supposed to get for the lockout, and I that was got, more than my signing bonus. Is that it the was, same thing that you got hosed on? As yeah, a, same thing I got hosed on, but his would be monumentally more than I was going to get, and I was going to get a lot. Because, I mean, think about it. He's an undrafted free agent. Started every single game? Yeah. It's a lot of money. That's all I'm so, going to say. So, but that's, it piles up per game, per percentage of snap, per production? Exactly. So it piles up. So it all depends. There's an escalator of where you're drafted. He wasn't drafted, so that's a pretty high, we'll call it a multiplier. Then you add on top of that, how many games do you start? Start every single game. How many snaps did you get? A lot of snaps. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be a pretty high. So are we talking hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yes. I mean, I mean, at least when it was in place when I was playing, that's what it, at least it would be for him. Yes. And that's a CBA change, not necessarily a COVID change. It sounds correct. Like. So no, I'm not sure if they've changed the percentages and things like that. I'm just saying, back when I played, we're talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, that's more... Well, the way Chris Thompson's been his agent, at least if he ever does get that money and give a cut to it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> got to. All right. got we to. haven't got to the head coach stuff, uh, GM stuff. We also have our six-pack of picks early yeah. this week. We'll get to it on ESPN 690. Thanks, Chris Thompson, for joining us, talking about James Robinson. Brent Martineau. All right, Jason Fitz, thanks for checking in, man. We didn't try to keep you too, too long today. We, we, we gave you a short Austin Lane. Hey, hey, Jason, real quick, man. Since you have oh, that Bowen McCoff Award, um, you know, since you can you know vote on that, Murray State's got a couple good receivers. <laughs> No, they, they didn't play this year. Okay, they didn't play a game this year. But Murray State's got a couple good receivers. Just check them out real quick. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There's two experiences watching a game with Shad. One on, it's on the road and it's at home. On the road, uh, you know, he likes to have guests in the suite. But normally on the road, there's there's some elbow room and and uh, you can actually, you know, maybe have more conversations with him. And, and I think he probably watches the game a little closer than at home. His suite is, is like an open house. <laughs> okay. And I think that speaks to the person he is. He has lots of guests in. He likes to share his experiences and his, his fortune, quite frankly, uh, with those who are important to him in his life. The- that is Jim Woodcock from uh, Fleischman Hillard and uh, essentially is the is a senior vice president there, but does the... PR, if you will, for Shad Khan, Jaguars owner. We're going to spend a little more time on this. Jim Woodcock was on a recent episode of uh, Jaguars.com podcast with John Osher. And I listened to the whole thing, and it was very interesting. That was one of the comments, just about kind of watching the game with Shad Khan. But there's some things that I think uh, Jim Woodcock shed some light on being around Shad Khan also. Uh, with the development of downtown idea and his feelings toward the franchise and the city, I thought were interesting. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to talk about that, even though it's, uh, I think the podcast now, baby, about 10 days old, but, uh, we've been on Trevor fever for yeah, now. Yeah. So we'll have a little bit more on that coming up, uh, in, in just a little bit in the five o'clock hour. Uh, a lot to get to here too. We're going to go to Cincinnati later in the show and ask just how much a franchise quarterback will change the city. Forget about the football team, but change the city. Joe Burrow now, what has he done to the city of Cincinnati in terms of hope and and everything else? Because the Jaguars could have that 
coming up either with Trevor Lawrence or, or whoever else. I mean, they're taking a quarterback out one or two. So um, we will discuss that in just a bit. But we got to do an early edition. Let's get it. Of the six-pack of picks. Let's right get here it. on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're welcoming Brandon Ponsel from jackscoastalhomes.com. Brandon, what's happening, man? Happy holidays. Hope you and the family are doing well. And I can't imagine there's a lot of real estate going on right now these last uh, few days of the year. Yeah, it tails off a little bit. And uh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful day, two days before Christmas. Amazing. It's unbelievable. I'm gonna get. I need that chilly air though. I, I need to feel like Christmas. It's gonna happen on on Christmas Day. Uh, today it might even be a little too hot. I've got a Christmas sweater on, and that's that's <laughs> no good. Um, did you guys survive last week in the picks without me? How did you do? Ended up uh, two and three with two pushes. Oh, I got uh, a couple of pushes. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma faded and Alabama, so uh, they both uh, gave gave uh, some of my uh, picks away, but. Um, I think I ended up two and three. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's get it rolling again. Brett Martin of Austin Lane, Brandon Pozzle from jackscoastalhomes.com. And we're going to do all NFL games. A lot of bowl games going on right now. Yeah. And bowl games are tricky, too. Because well, you never know who's going to show up. out of it, man. Yeah. Well, here's the reason I don't want to do information. Here's the reason why I don't want to do the bowl games. I don't know if they're going to play them. Like I, I just yeah, don't, yeah, like, already point. this weekend, there's the Gasparilla Bowl has been canceled. Yeah. And so I'm just concerned that. We're going to pick some of these games. We're so far off. It's Wednesday that, uh, that we might not get. We'll do, like, the national championship stuff next okay. week. Okay. okay. Uh, no doubt about it. We're all it. good. All right. So let's go to the NFL. And I think we should just do the Jags and game and the Jets game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to do that. In fact, how about this one? This is a big game, too, though. I think depending on how Indianapolis shakes out in a bunch of these tiebreaker scenarios and, and everything else. But it's the Colts versus the Reeling Steelers. And Indianapolis on the road, mm-hmm. favored by one and a half. Mm-hmm. And they lead the AFC South with the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what do you think? It's a good game. Uh, I think uh, I think we're seeing a trend of the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. Oh. Uh, he was terrible. Three, four games in a row, he's been anemic. And I don't see it uh, stopping. So I'll take the Colts. How about that? Awesome. Man. I agree with what Brandon's saying here, but go and give me the Steelers. At home, at Heinz Field, like, if they don't win this game, the wheels have fallen completely off. You know, what's interesting about this game is, as if you were doing this game in Vegas, you you kind of convince yourself, right? The better team by far right now is Indianapolis. Correct. But you can't. Imagine the Steelers going from 11 and 0 to losing four in a row. Yeah, that's why I'm a bad better because <laughs> I normally would take like the Steelers here. Yeah, but I'm going to go with the trend instead, and I'm going to go with Indy. All right, uh, beating uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers on the road. And by the way, are you ready to concede that Baker Mayfield is going to have a better season than Ben Roethlisberger? Now we got two games to go. You're not going to concede yet. That has changed a little bit, though. You, you aren't going to concede right now? No. Okay. We'll I make thought it you worse, were all then. about wins. Who's got more? They play Week 17, so. That could be the tiebreaker. I think by the time Week 17 hits, Brent, it's not going to matter. But just to let you know. Okay. Uh, let's go with our next game. And our next game is the Seattle Seahawks uh, taking on your Arizona Cardinals. No. Is it? The Rams. I'm sorry. The Rams. 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 Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, and it's one point favorite for the Seahawks. Uh, what do you think, Brandon? Uh, I don't know how you recover from losing to the Jets at home. <laughs> Russell Wilson and uh, uh, something 
something's up with the way the Rams played last week. I don't think they can fix it in one week. So I'll take the Seahawks. Who won this first meeting, Brent? I can't remember how that went down. I know DDK Metcalf got shut down. Was it the did the Rams win? The Rams, the Rams won. The Rams, the Rams won first game. Go on, give me the Seahawks then. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm gonna take a late nosedive for the Rams. Better <laughs> draft position for the Jags. Let's yeah. keep the momentum going around here. I like that. And I like that. Seattle. Good vibes. Good vibes. Uh, favored by one. All right, the Titans and the Packers. Packers favored by three and a half. And again, I think if you have rooting interest in how important the indie game is, I think you want the Titans to lose this game mm-hmm. against the Packers. Packers have been playing well. But, you know, my little buddy Ty t- today, Yeah, the Packers have only beaten one team this year with a record over 500. Huh. That's Why do you like that? That's the Ty research staff. I like that. I don't know if he's right, but yeah. I'm going to go with it. Okay. So what do you think, Austin? What are they saying up at the pickle? They like this <laughs> game or what? No, well, listen. You're playing at Lambeau Field, but the fans aren't going to be there, so take that narrative out of it. I like the fact that the Tennessee Titans can pound the rock, and when they have to, they run play action with Ryan Tannehill. They got A.J. Brown out of the slot, so you can't really put Jair Alexander on him. I think that the Titans control the line of scrimmage. I think they pound the rock with Derrick Henry, and they get this win in Green Bay. Wow, a win. Now, a I've win. got Tennessee, but I've got them as a cover here. I like the hook, so I say um, give me that three and a half. What about you, Brandon? You, Brent, uh, I don't know that the Titans win, but I'll take those three and a half. I think this will be an excellent game, high-scoring game, but it'll be very, uh, very close. Do you know the the Titans are leading the NFL in points now this year? How crazy is that? Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Brian Tannehill's running every Tano dollar of that contract. I know. Uh, Eagles and the Cowboys. It's a big game in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts playing well. Mm-hmm. Cowboys with a nice win last week. Uh, Philly on the road, favored by two and a half, Brandon. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to buy this Cowboys little two-game win streak. Uh, I like the way Jalen Hurts is playing. Uh, he's giving them a chance, so I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, I think both offenses right now have kind of found a new life, if you will, but the Eagles have the better defense. Um, I know you didn't see it against Arizona, but it's Kyler Murray. We know it's the Kyler Murray effect. Still give me the Eagles. You know, I thought this would happen last week, a little autocorrect on Jalen Hurts. Maybe it happens this week. Uh I just feel like people figure out sooner or later, and sometimes it takes a longer sample than this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I'm going to go with Dallas here. I'm going to do a little game picker upper, trademarked, yep. and uh, we'll go with uh, the Dallas Cowboys in, a, in kind of a big game for the Cowboys at five and nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable that that can be a big game. Uh, all right, the Miami Dolphins are playing the Oakland Raiders, and, or, or the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that's where they reside now. And I cannot find the spread of this game. What is it? I would probably guess it's minus three. Is that what we're going with? Yep. Coos? Minus That's three? That's what it says on my app. For Raiders? Uh, what do you think, Brandon? Raiders team has one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in the NFL. Um, they can't stop anybody. And Miami does have a good defense. I think they'll get some turnovers. So give me the, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going the Dolphins as well. I mean, they still have something to play for, right? If I'm not well, they mistaken. Have a lot to play yeah, for. So they exactly. have to win. No, so, again, so, so you're the team for the Dolphins and the Ravens in these scenario again. If you want Indianapolis to have to play for something down the road, which well, they're going to have to play for something. Listen, it looks man, like, I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about today. All I right, am. and I have to win this whole co- this betting thing here. So I'm taking 
The Dolphins. Okay. Uh, it's a friendly wager, by the way. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Friendly wager. Nice work. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas. I'm taking the Raiders in another game picker-upper. I think this is the kind of game Miami loses, says, hey, we haven't really arrived yet. You know, mm-hmm. We don't know how to win the games we should win or need to win in December. Uh, meanwhile, you've got the Chicago Bears coming to Jacksonville. And Chicago's playing good football, Brandon, right now. They're now favored by seven and a half. I think this line opened up at six. So the money's going Chicago's way. What do you think happens in Jacksonville? If the Bears don't cover this game, then uh, uh, somebody in that locker room is not listening to the brass up top. Uh, <laughs> should, not, should not be messing around here with two games to play. Uh, give me the Bears. Yeah, I got to take the Bears as well. Um, you forget, they still have Khalil Mack. They got a pretty good pass rush. That can be, well, if he even plays, we have no idea. But it could be Gardner Minshew's kryptonite. Uh, so go ahead and give me the Bears. Well, I'm going to take, do you know where we live, guys? Have you followed the Jacksonville Jaguars? They're going to make people as nervous uh-huh. as all get out this weekend. Come on. And I guarantee you, guarantee you, the Jacksonville Jaguars take the lead early in this game. Hmm. And and everybody has a panic attack. Hmm. But they won't win the game. But they're going to cover the game. Okay. They're going to cover the game. Seven and a half. It's uh, going to be close enough. All right. And too close for comfort for Jags fans. Do they have a punter again or they, not? Yeah, they put one on the practice squad. Okay. Okay. So we'll okay. Hey, Brandon, I got one. Brandon Potzel from jackscoastalhomes.com. Uh, Check it out for all your real estate needs, by the way. Uh, does a six-pack of picks with us every week and, and, and doing well, at least compared to me. Uh how much does it help to show your house around Christmas time with it all decked out in in a holly jolly way? Does it does that do anything? I was just thinking about that. Um, from a listing standpoint, yeah, yeah. If you're thinking about selling your home, I would advise you to not mess with the holidays. Just, really? Just wait till 2021. Get a fresh new listing. If your your house is on the market, you know, I don't know if really what you know decked out does for it or doesn't. But the crop of buyers, they're not out like they are uh, in normal times. Not a lot of people out looking at properties uh, during Christmas break. But, um, yeah, if, if you're ever in the future thinking about listing, uh, don't throw your house on the market between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Not the best time of year to list. All right. great, time to buy. Great, great time to buy, though. Lots okay. of deals to be had. Good advice. Very good advice. And that's what he does. Brendan Ponsel, JacksCoastalHomes.com. Check it out. Hey, man, have a great holiday. Uh, thanks for jumping in. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, fellas. All right. Merry Christmas. You too. Uh, that's Brandon Ponsel from JacksCoastalHomes.com. All right, we'll take a break. We will get to this topic, head coach GM, I promise. Yeah, I'll wait till the new year. But I, I also want to talk about this podcast that really one of ShotCon's right-hand men was on with Jaguars.com, what he had to say about the Jags owner, um, and shed some behind-the-scenes light if you haven't heard it yet. So I want to get that conversation at 5+. plus. How much does a franchise quarterback mean to a city? Uh, that might go right along with what we're thinking in downtown development mm-hmm. um, or just the actual buzz of a city. want to go to Cincinnati, talk about Joe Burrow coming up before the end of the show. A lot to get to here on the eve of Christmas Eve on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Wednesday. When you yeah. got to cram three days in, why don't we just work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? Uh, We're soft. I'm trying to go golfing. Yeah, who's trying to go golfing? Might have an opening tomorrow morning. Come on down. Oh, there you go. Is your golf game getting better, Coos? Uh, yeah, not like 
a lot better, but I think it's better. Heck yeah. 8.30 in the morning. St. John's Golf and Country Club, you want to play? You and Nicole? I think Nicole has to work. Come on. Well, you can play. Oh, yeah. You going to go? If you want. Nah. Is that too early for you? No, you I don't even want to that, man. I'm slow down the pack. I don't care. <laughs> no problem playing with slow golfers, bad golf. Well, I'd rather play with a bad golfer than a slow golfer. Good point. No warm-up swings for me. Winter so. rules. I'll oh, play tomorrow, by the way. Winter rules. I didn't play tomorrow. Yeah. It's, we little, are ca- in it's a little caddyshack. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. A little Winter rules mouse. always in play. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we're going down to St. John's Golf and Country Club. You can uh, get discounted golf in 2021 at places all over the area, included is St. John's Golf and Country Club. Go to actionsportsjackstream18.com or just check it out on ESPN690.com. And uh, you can uh, get one heck of a deal. Free shirt, free hat, free smoothie from Smoothie King, Dome Hats, Baker Sports. And also discounted golf at places like uh, St. John's Golf and Country Club. So make sure you go check it out. They just built a brand new, uh, redid their their clubhouse and uh, for weddings and dinners and banquets and everything. And that uh, looks fantastic and just got completed. So uh, and the golf course always in, in great shape at St. John's Golf and Country Club. So check it out. ESPN 690.com. It is called the Dream 18 card and uh, having a lot of fun with it. Actually, people are buying it up. I will say this. Now, I'm not going to oversell it right now. Mm-hmm. People aren't buying it up to the point where, like, I'm like, oh, you better hurry up and get, like, yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. There's only two left. But we do have, like, there's a maximum amount that okay. we will sell. So yep. I'm not going to tell you that number, but there's a maximum amount. <laughs> so if you do want it, get in. Um, and you use it starting uh, January 1st all the way through the end of 2021. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos here on a Wednesday uh, just before Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Hope you get your shopping done. Uh, Trevor Lawrence fever continues here in the city. Hold on for 10 more days. Hold the rope for 10 more days, Jacksonville. 120 more minutes, eight more quarters. Look at the way that scoreboard reads. Nerve-wracking. Mm. Also, in the middle of all this, what do you got? The hiring of a GM, mm. the hiring of a head coach, and I've I've had this conversation on social media. We've bounced around a little bit today, and so I've been bouncing all over the place. I uh, got a lot of things to get to, but what is a player, head coach, GM? As I'll say it again, the compass of your building. Mm-hmm. I know as a player from a locker room standpoint, it's the coach. Yeah. But can it be the GM? Yeah. So as a player, obviously, you deal a lot more with the coach than you ever with the GM. Kuz, you're a casual football fan, right? I think so. Who's the head coach of the New England Patriots? Bill Belichick. Who's the GM? Good question. You don't know? I don't know. All right. It's Bill Belichick as well, right? Ah. And, And this is my point. Right, and it's not to you know make fun of Coos because I guess what I bet eighty percent of people out there probably doesn't know that that Bill Belichick is the GM of the New England Patriots. What I'm trying to say though is it goes to show you in terms of culture building, in terms of winning, just how important the head coach is. Right, look at Kansas City. Kansas City went through Dorsey. Right, they hired a new guy uh, in Veach. Andy Reid stayed the same. Kansas City's had success because of Andy Reid, right? Like, yeah, no, I get it. Dorsey, Barton, Patrick Mahomes, all this stuff. But they've had the sustained success because of Andy Reid. So at the end of the day, if you're asking me the question, who am I taking first? Who is more important? Who am I putting more stake in? It's going to be the head coach every single time. Like, listen, 
if you're a first round, second round, or third round pick, and you you have a good forty yard dash, you have a good bench press, this good broad jump, and you look pretty good on film then more than likely you have a shot to be great in the NFL. Now, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes guys don't have the mentality, and that falls on the scouting and all that stuff. But the point that I'm trying to make is is that when guys get to the league, they're all on the same level. Now, depending on circumstances and depending on position coaches and coordinators and head coaches can kind of determine how great these guys are going to be. Right. Like when we bring a GM in here, you bring in the talent. So be it. I need a coach that's going to cultivate that talent and make sure that you're good to go for years to come. I believe in Jacksonville they're going to hire. I I believe the idea is to go get a coach that they can build everything around. And so if you want that figurehead to be the coach, Andy Reid, Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick, etc., then sure, you can have a GM already in place. Or you could have a GM that you think can go hire that guy. But if you're going after one of the big guys like th- that's out there, and you already know your job's super attractive, you don't need the GM to do that if you want the head coach to be the man. Mm. So if I want the head coach to be the man, I'm hiring the head coach, and then I'm, I'm going to say to the head coach, hey, who do you want to work with? Why would I, if I want this, this figurehead to be the head coach, why would I say, hey, I'm going to hire the GM, and then, hey, GM, you pick what you want. Yeah. Even though it might not be first on our list, but it might be first on GM's list. Mm. So the view I have of this is a little bit like what's going on in Carolina. Matt Rule, uh, he, he has a long contract. Mm-hmm. He he came into a situation where the uh, GM was already there. Mm. Older GM, I think he's 65 years old. Herney, I think is his name. And they just fired him after a year. And now I believe Matt Rule and the owner will help pick the next GM. So it took a little bit longer to get to that stage, but that's what's happening in Carolina. I believe the Jaguars, especially if they go after a, a highly coveted coach, maybe it's even Bietemi. Maybe it's Sala, who people are going to go after. Maybe it's Urban Meyer, somebody like that, a splash play. Mm. If you're going to go after something like that, I believe they're you're going to hire that coach, and then they will say, hey, here's what I like on the list. And, and by the way, I also think, let's just give, I'll give you an example. If the Jags are interested in Urban Meyer at all, well, and if they've had any discussions with him, of course, Urban Meyer is going to say, hey, here's who I'd like to work with. Boom, 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 from a GM standpoint. Mm-hmm. Well, you can already start the process, potentially, as uh, of GMs. Then you bring them back for a second interview. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that rolls around, you've already hired maybe Urban Meyer. And he's helping you pick the GM and finalize it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I do. So that's how it can work that way. I just don't think you have to hire the GM first just because they're interviewing GMs right now. Sure, yeah. yeah. You don't have to do that. I mean, logically, it would make sense they're going to, oh, they're going to pick, fix the GM. They fired Dave Caldwell. But you don't have to go that way. There's still time for it to play out in that sense. Uh, your thoughts on it? Always welcome on social media. 904-362-9901. We talk about what a franchise quarterback would mean to the city next. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.